does sustainable packaging drive consumer loyalty? I mean, you want your customers to love you, so logically do things that will make them love you, right? I'm going to show you a study in today's show. My name is Michael Markarian, and my family business is a packaging company that serves top brands all over the world. There's no debate that some packaging is harming nature and polluting our cities, and something needs to change. My goal is to show you that sustainable options exist and how you can implement them right now. This is the Sustainable Packaging Show. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Sustainable Packaging Show. So, this is a hot topic. It's a big topic. It's that often where the rubber meets the road, your desire, your dream, your drive, your heart that wants sustainable packaging for the world, that wants to see our vision come to pass where sustainable packaging is the norm. You want that. But what drives the activity in this world much of the activity, not all of it, but much of the activity in the business world especially is dollars and cents. And is it going to yield a good financial result for the company and its shareholders? Okay, that's how you got to be thinking. So don't be too idealistic. Don't be saying, look at those horrible companies. You know, they should be spending more. Look how bad they are. No, no, no. Get into their mind frame. Enter into their world and say, okay, in order for us to see this change come to pass, in order for us to see sustainable packaging be the norm, I need to show these companies how adopting sustainable packaging is going to drive their revenue and make their shareholders very, very happy, okay? That's the shift in the thinking to actually see these things come to pass. So here's a, a study from McKinsey and Company, the famous consulting company, Sustainability and Packaging Inside the Minds of Global Consumers. So they dig in, I'll, I'll link this in the show notes. They talk about sustainable packaging, customer attitudes towards sustainable packaging. Do people care? I mean, it often costs more, not always. I mean, sometimes it can actually cost less, but often it costs more. So is it worth the investment? And you'd like to say, yes, it's worth it because we're going to protect the planet. But sometimes that's just, that's not enough. And it's got to be more cold, cold, hard cash, right? It's got to be, you're going to make this investment because you're going to get this result. You're going to be able to sell the product for more or more realistically, the pitch I think, or more common, I should say, not realistic is you're going to get a greater market share because more consumers will love you and might actually switch to your product. They might choose your product more frequently or switch to your product because you are adopting what means, what, what matters to them, right? It's their values, this is marketing 101, but it's it's deep stuff. It's advanced marketing. You align with the values of your customers, and you're going to align with a lot of people's values by adopting sustainable packaging. So let me get into this. Responses from approximately 10,000 consumers who took part in the survey have uncovered three main findings. First, as a result of the pandemic, consumers now place significantly more value on food safety and hygiene. This is a key element of the next normal in packaging, whereby packaging suppliers have to rethink materials and design requirements. Second, consumers see sustainability as being increasingly important as we emerge from uh, C-19 marine litter is top of mind in Europe and Japan, while pollution is more of a concern in Asian countries and the Americas. 
Across the globe, a vast majority of consumers claim to be willing to pay more for sustainable packaging. I will repeat. Across the globe, a vast majority of consumers claim, 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 and hopefully true. I don't know why I'm emphasizing that word so much, but, you know, I got to do that. To be willing to pay more for sustainable packaging. So what does that mean? Are they saying that if you go with an ocean-bound plastic or a hemp-based board, that that consumer is going to pay a little bit more? I believe I would. I believe I would. Now, you know, it's easy to say here on the Sustainable Packaging Show, when I'm in the grocery store, will I pay more? I probably will pay more if it's a good product as well. I'm not going to pay more for a garbage product, but if it's a good product and I see this initiative towards sustainability in their packaging, I'm going to go for it. And third, consumers around the world disagree on what packaging is most sustainable. I mean, we've talked about that for three seasons now. What does sustainable packaging mean? And I say, actually good for the planet. However, they agree on what the least sustainable options are. Thus, respond effectively to these evolving consumer sentiments. A granular view will be needed. In this article, we suggest three crucial questions that packaging players need to answer to get started on creating an actionable fact base on which to build their future strategy. Sounds very much like stuff that would come out of a consulting firm. Just the wording. The content's good. Okay, so um, they talk about C-19's impact on packaging and um, hygiene and food safety, especially in the country's hardest hit. So when thinking about packaging, how do you currently perceive the importance of hygiene and food safety compared to the time before C-19? And in countries, we'll say the United States, more concerned, 71%. In uh, just about every case, the consumer is either uh, more concerned or a little uh, either the same or more concerned. No one's less concerned. Um, the next normal of sustainability, as we enter the next normal pressure on sustainability is building once again. New regulations is currently expanding on multiple fronts. No longer is it just confined to a few countries and regions. Okay, okay, okay. Let me give you guys what you want to hear, which is about sustainable packaging. Marine litter is a cause of concern in Europe and Japan, while pollution is more of a concern in other Asian countries. How how concerned are you about product packaging and its impact in the fire following environmental issues? Um, if we look at the United States, um, the top parts are water pollution and waste production, but actually fairly equal across the board air pollution, climate change, deforestation, natural resource depletion, and marine litter. Actually, it's quite a good list that they've come up with here. And in other countries, you see, I mean, it goes from United Kingdom, France, Germany. This is worth everyone looking at this article. I'll link it. Um, But those are some good categories that we can, as we say, if we want to end, if we want to solve these problems around sustainable packaging. This is a really good hit list list that we'd want to accomplish. If we can say someday in 10 years, we arrived 20 years, who knows how long this is going to take. Just we'll keep plugging at it until we get there. But when we say we've done it, and you've never really done it, you can always do better, but water pollution, waste production, air pollution, climate change, deforestation, natural resource depletion, marine litter, it's a fairly good list of, of metrics to keep our eyes on. Substrate view, what does the global consumer prefer? Substrate being the base material. 
It's wondered which packaging substrate is seen most sustainable by consumers. Our survey indicates that consumers around the world disagree, okay? But the perception is quite aligned with what they regard to be the most unsustainable material. All right, how sustainable do you think each of these packaging types is? Let's start with the United States and paper-based cartons are number one, the most sustainable glass bottles and jars. Number two, as we lead the cannabis industry and the fashion world, which is Contempo's background, these are the sentiments that I'm hearing as well. Plastic films made from renewable, compostable raw materials, number three, that seems in line. Flexible paper, number four. Plastic bottles that and containers that are fully recyclable, number five. Plastic films that are fully recyclable, Continuing on the list, metal containers. I would personally, I'm surprised to see them. I would personally rank them a little bit higher because they're metal, infinitely recyclable, especially uh, aluminum containers, reusable in a lot of cases. I mean, maybe I'm just thinking about some of the pre-roll packaging we do, which is highly reusable. I'm not sure you're going to reuse a tuna can, but metal containers are very sustainable plastic bottles and containers made from recycled plastic materials. So this is interesting. Plastic bottles that are recyclable are seen as more sustainable based on this one study, based on this one study, than plastic bottles made from recycled plastic materials. I just find that interesting because, not that I even disagree with it, but the whole idea of recycling is that, okay, I'm recycling this. I'm throwing it in this blue bin. It's not a magic blue bin that changes the world. I throw it in this blue bin so that later, hopefully, we'll be able to make new plastic bottles or new products from that recycled content. So it's almost like, anyways, it's just a personal thought. Aluminum foil wraps, number nine. I don't know how sustainable that is. That's surprising. And package combining plastic paper, aluminum, and foil, which seems highly unsustainable. So, okay. Now in the UK, so that's the US 1 through 10. In the UK, number one is glass bottles and jars. In France, number one, glass bottles and jars. Germany, glass bottles and jars. Italy, glass bottles and jars. So glass is dominating in many of these European countries. And then in Japan and China, plastic films from renewable compostable raw materials is number one. This is really actually quite fascinating. And in India, paper-based cartons, similar to the U.S., so U.S. and India see paper-based cartons as the most sustainable. Um, Indonesia sees plastic and renewable and compostable raw materials, and Brazil sees plastic films made from renewable, compostable raw materials as the most sustainable. This is pretty cool stuff. Again, I will link this. Take a look, and I think you guys will really enjoy this if uh, if you're interested. So it's sort of like based on this data, you could you could argue that based on where you're selling the product, you should, if you want to speak to those consumers, this is sort of the um, the hot button to push. This is the direction that will most resonate with them. Now, if there's anything on here that's greenwashing, then I would say don't do it. You know, if someone, if there's something on this, you know, if everyone's saying, oh, I think that Aluminum foil wraps is the number one thing. I would say that's dangerous. I don't, I don't know why that's on the list here. But um, so as long as it's actually good for the planet and you're not greenwashing, perhaps you do want to shift your strategy so that you get that response and you get that c- customer adoption that will make your company move more to sustainable materials. So check this one out. 
Very awesome data, McKinsey. Thank you. Um, this is really, really, really cool. So um, three critical critical questions to consider. Packaging suppliers should take a strategic look at their portfolios and assess them with three questions. What are the substrate shifts you can foresee in your focused markets based on anticipated consumer perception, perception and regulatory changes? What are the substrate shifts? Should be should you be moving from plastic to paper? Should you be use uh, move? I mean, what shifts are there from plastic to glass? From you know, what are the substrate shifts? And I would say sub substrate shifts, a little hard to say, or introduction of new substrates, which you could call a shift as well. Um, that's how we think about it at Contempo Sustainability Partners. Contempo being my family business. In case you're new to the show, the sustainable packaging show. Number two, what is the resulting value at stake? That is, where are you the most exposed given this and your market position? What is the resulting value at stake? Where are you most exposed given this and your market position? So perhaps if you're heavily in a certain area that is seen negatively by consumers, let's say you're a brand, you're listening to this and you're saying, oh, this is so cool. And then you're saying, but wait a minute, actually... You know, we're using all packaging that these consumers don't seem to like. Okay, you shift. You pick up the phone. You say, hi, Mike, how are you doing? Help me get out of this mess, and I'll help you get out of the mess. Okay? I mean, I can't. We got we to do a little bit of selling for Contempo Sustainability Partners, but all kidding aside, assess your product line. And those areas that you're a little embarrassed, those areas where you're like, mm, I don't even want to really talk about recyclability because, or like what this is made out of, like, when you're having those feelings that you sort of want to hide things, that's the that's where you got to say, what's my alternative? How do I innovate? How do I innovate? How do I innovate? And number three, what are the potential growth opportunities for which you would be uniquely positioned to provide winning solutions? Okay, um, those questions were good. I think the article was was better. I think this idea of the consumer perceptions around the world is is really. Um, quite fascinating. And um, and one last thing, just to fully, uh, as, I'm, as I'm really reading this carefully, these aluminum foil wraps and packaging combined with paper, plastic, and aluminum foil are all seen as the least sustainable. So I don't think this article is saying that those are highly sustainable, but also it's not surprising. I think, you know, it's it's good that people don't see those as sustainable. I think maybe that's what they are getting at here. So that's from McKinsey and Company. I think we're going to see more and more consumers caring about sustainability. I think that is a massive opportunity for your brand to move now. And um, look, I don't I don't want to make this uh, a sales pitch to do this. Because that's not really the purpose of the show. The purpose is to see this this movement happen. And there's plenty of places that you can look for sustainable packaging. So I say jokingly sometimes, you got to reach out to Contempo Sustainability Partners. But I would sincerely ask you to make this move now. Number one, you're going to grow your market share. You will grow your market share with sustainable packaging. I feel confident, if not now, in the near future. Number two, move now and be a leader rather than move later because you have to. Don't be the last brand that's using packaging that people hate. I mean, that that is, you can go now and be a leader 
or you can make the change later because you quote unquote have to. I always want to be in that initial group if I believe in something. If you're on the fence and you don't know, then you know that's a different thing. But if you're committed and you say, I want sustainable packaging, why would you not move now? What reasons can you think of? Oh, I don't have the time. That's not an excuse. You, you can't. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that because there's experts that can help you do this. So, um, so that's it. I don't know if I said I have three reasons, but <laughs> I want you to act now and consider acting now. And maybe the biggest reason is we're depending on you to take action, right? None of this happens. Our vision of sustainable packaging being the norm, it does not happen without people like you listening to the show saying, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. I'm ready to move. I don't have the time. I'm busy. I'm overwhelmed, but I'm ready to go. I mean, that's that's literally what it's going to take. And one person does it, and then 10,000, then 20,000, then 100,000, then everyone. I mean, it's just going to, there's going to be a third person to do this. I mean, there's already three people to do this. There's going to be a thousandth person, a ten thousandth, a hundred thousandth, a millionth, a five millionth. I mean, where do you want to fall into this? I urge you to get in the game now. Position your brand as one that cares about the planet because you actually do. Do a small test. Try it out on one brand. Maybe don't move the entire line. Try one brand. Look at your numbers. If the cost of the packaging, the incremental cost of the packaging is uh, nothing compared to the boost in sales, you have a no-brainer decision. If it's comparable, maybe you have an ethical decision. Maybe you say, I'm going to do it anyways because it's the right thing to do. But get in the game. We need you, especially people that are running brands. We need you. All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sustainable Packaging Show. We will catch you on the next one. Thank you very much for listening to today's show and thank you for being interested in these topics. The time for greenwashing is over. If you're a brand that wants sustainable packaging that's actually good for the planet, reach out to us, wow, W-O-W, at contempopackaging.com. And also, if you are a sustainable material company that wants to get your innovation in front of the biggest brands in the world, Email partners at contempopackaging.com. That's partners with an S at contempopackaging.com.